Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Kent for Friday, October 16th, 2020. Brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist I've ever gone to. Go to Dr. Mike O'Neill. He's right up there in Fishers. 317-849-2933 is the number. Got some bad news from the Indianapolis Colts about an hour and 20 minutes ago. Several people within the Colts organization have tested positive for COVID. The Colts working right now to confirm those tests. They're talking to the NFL about next steps. The practice facility is closed. And so the Colts will continue to prepare for the game on Sunday against the Cincinnati Bengals remotely. Obviously not good news. This is not what we wanted to hear. The NFL is, is really working to check boxes game by game and month by month and make sure that they're playing and, and make sure that we got something to do on Sundays, and it's all good. But if it's going to put lives in danger, if it's going to put the health of players and, and the organization in danger, then they're not going to do it. Uh, like I said, the facility's closed while the Colts confirm the results. They are working with the NFL and will have more information as it becomes available. Purdue, on the other hand, uh, they had some uh, COVID tests come back questionable, with their basketball program. Those tests have been confirmed as negative, and so they're going to be able to start college basketball practice today. And that's a good thing for Matt Painter and the Boilermakers. That's what we know on the COVID front this morning, and hopefully the uh, these test results for the Colts come back as negative or, or maybe there was a flaw with the test. That's what we hope. Uh, and and if not, we don't wish COVID on anybody, but we would rather have it within like the salespeople within the organization rather than the uh, the players and the coaches. We'd like to get that game in against the, the Bengals on Sunday, and, and we'll see if that indeed is possible. If they're able to get that game in, it's going to be an interesting game, and it's an important game for the Colts. You think Colts-Bengals, okay. You know what? Among all the games on the schedule, maybe this is the least sexy. 
but it's one of the most important. They've got two coming up, non-sexy games against the Bengals and the Lions that they kind of got to win. You don't win those games. You set yourself up for a second half of the season, that last nine games of the season, which is just over half of the season, where you're going to have a tough road for six of those games playing really tough teams, teams that so far this season have combined to put together a 23-3 and record. So if you, if you can win these two games and you get to 5-2, and two, all things are, positive, uh, are possible. If you can't get to 5-2, and two, you got a problem. You have got to be able to beat the Bengals. You've got to be able to beat the Lions coming off the bye week next week. If they could play this game, get through the bye week, they kind of set themselves up, right? COVID-wise, with these positive tests, that bye week may be coming at exactly the right time if the Colts can get this game in. Uh, the Bengals, and like I said, they've got tough games coming up. Two against the Titans, one against the Packers, one against the, the Ravens. Not in that order. It goes Ravens, Titans, Packers, Titans. And then you've got a December that is, uh, it's got its own challenges with games against the Steelers and the Raiders. And then two against the uh, Texans one against the Jaguars. So two against the Texans, one against the Jaguars. You can win those games. The other games are really, really tough. So you've got to stack victories as you can uh, against teams like the Bengals, who are terrible against the run. They rank 30th in, in terms of rushing yards allowed and in terms of average yards per rush allowed, 5.2 yards per rush. They allowed Jonathan Taylor has got to get off this weekend, right? You can't put it in the hands of Phillip Rivers. Put it in the hands of Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines, Jordan Wilkins, if he's ready to play. Good news from the injury front. Anthony Costanzo was full go yesterday at practice. Darius Leonard did not work yesterday. Darius feels like he's getting closer. He was our guest yesterday on Inside Indiana Sports Now. Told us he's getting there. Needs to get there. They need him. You saw how much they needed him last Sunday in Cleveland. Uh, If the Colts run well, they're going to win this game. Um, the Bengals, number two in passing attempts offensively with Joe Burrow, but number 22 in passing yards. Uh, Joe Burrow has been sacked 22 times this season. That is number one in the NFL, and yards per attempt for Joe Burrow, just 6.3. To give you some perspective in terms of yards per attempt, Jacoby Brissett, last year and in 2017, he clocked in at 6.6 yards per attempt. And that wasn't enough to keep his job. So what the Bengals want to do, they want to, obviously, they want to throw the ball short. That kind of plays into what the the Colts are are cool with. Um, We'll see what happens Sunday. This is a game that they should be able to win. And you should get through the bye week. You should be able to beat the Detroit Lions, who are a complete train wreck. Uh, Ty Lue is going to the L.A. Clippers. He signs a five-year deal to coach the Clippers. Chauncey Billups may join his staff if he's not the choice as the head coach for the Indiana Pacers. The Pacers, so that uh, their field of coaches is getting a little bit skinnier. They, with every hire that's made, uh, the Pacers are, are you know figuring out what they're going to do because other hires are being made and people are being taken off the table. As candidates, Chris Finch appears to be, he's being rumored to be, the leading candidate for the job with the Pacers. I put up a video yesterday on Twitter um, uh, uh, 
of Chris Finch kind of showing what his offensive philosophies are. It was very interesting. I like Chris Finch. Um, interesting way of looking at offense and the way that he's kind of put together the offense as the associate head coach for the New Orleans Pelicans has been kind of fascinating. He, he's a clever guy offensively. Um, we'll see what the Indiana Pacers do with that head coaching position. I, I think that they move in that direction. I, I think that they move toward a guy like Finch or, or a guy like Dan Craig or Chris Quinn, one of these assistant coaches, not a guy with great head coaching pedigree, but a guy who, like Mike D'Antoni, somebody along those lines, but a guy who, who can communicate, uh, a guy who is clever from an offensive perspective and can make the most out of what the Pacers have offensively. And that's one of those things that the Pacers really didn't like uh, about Nate McMillan. And one of the reasons they made a change is that from an offensive perspective, the, uh, the Pacers didn't figure out how to utilize their assets as well as Kevin Pritchard and ownership would have liked. And then on, a, on the defensive side of the ball, they didn't switch, right? Not switching. When you've got similarly sized guys, it really kind of doesn't make sense. It makes it very difficult to defend. So anyway, we'll see what happens. Uh, Von McClure of ESPN passed away at the age of 48. Von McClure, a really, really good guy who covered the Atlanta Falcons for ESPN. Prior to that, he worked at the Chicago Tribune covering the, uh, the Chicago Bears. Prior to that, he was at the South Bend Tribune. Uh, but a guy who is universally loved and, and a really positive dude in the world of sports media. We need more positive guys, not less, in sports media. Uh, Vaughn McClure definitively going to be missed uh, from a, a product perspective, but then also kind of from a good guy perspective. Uh, we need more Vaughn McClures. Le'Veon Bell going to sign with the Chiefs. He's only 28, but the last time he played meaningful football was in 2017 when he racked up over 300 carries for the Pittsburgh Steelers, gained over 1,200 yards. Uh, Bell signing with the Chiefs. Andy Reid, go figure out how to utilize him. Hopefully, Le'Veon kind of gets his head out of his uh, rear area and starts to produce on the football field like he can. Uh, great games this weekend have been postponed because of COVID, college football games. LSU at Florida postponed, Cincinnati at Tulsa postponed, Oklahoma State at Baylor postponed. There's still really good games going on, despite the fact that Nick Saban has tested positive for COVID. Uh, you've got Georgia at Alabama. We'll talk to the Orb in a moment and get his pick in that game. Also, high school football tonight, last game of the regular season for a whole bunch of teams. Cathedral at Center Grove tonight, number one and number two. In the state, Center Grove, a dominating number one. Cathedral, a dominating number two. If you look at the Sagarin ratings, these two teams are so much better than anybody else in the state, and they're both playing each other tonight, the finale of the regular season. It's going to be a, a war uh, tonight on the south side at Center Grove. Eric Moore's Trojans taking on the Fighting Irish of Billy Peebles. Going to be a great game. I cannot wait for that game. It's going to be a little bit chilly out, but it's going to be worth it. Uh, ben Davis is at North Central. Burbuff is at Terre Haute North. Decatur, so hope they got a heater on the bus. Decatur Central at Franklin. Fishers at Zionsville. Uh, Franklin Central at Westfield. Chattard at Bloomington South. Lawrence Central at Carmel. Lawrence North at Pike. Roncalli 
at East Central, their traditional season finale. Uh, Avon at Noblesville. Culver is going to be at Garen Catholic. A lot of teams didn't have a, a final week or, or a final game of the regular season this week. Sectionals are going to start tomorrow or next week, and we'll see how it goes with sectionals, with grades coming out, with, uh, with teams that were really just trying to get the, to the end of the regular season. We'll see how many teams play in the sectional. I think it's going to be kind of interesting. Let's visit with the Orb and see what the Orb thinks about this weekend's games. Uh, the Orb, the, uh, uh, there were about three weeks in a row where if you listen to the Orb, you made money. Uh, oh, Orb, how are we doing this morning? I hope you're feeling a little bit smarter than you did last week. And I don't really care if you mind me knocking on you because last week you, you, you didn't pick well. You didn't, you didn't fulfill our expectations. Well, you know what? Not everybody's perfect, and if you knock me on the head again, I'll make sure that I pick nothing but losers for you for the rest of time. How about that? All right, Orb, we, we don't mean to aggravate. We only mean to challenge. All right, so let's talk about Georgia at Alabama tomorrow night. Who you got? Georgia is a, uh, or, uh, Bama is a four-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under is 56. I am going to take Georgia to win outright. I got the money line. It's plus 138. Uh, screw the points. I think that Bulldogs are going to take on the Crimson Tide and beat them. And what about the over-under of 56? I got the over. I think they're going to score a lot of points. All right, Bengals and the Colts. Uh, if they play, the Colts are eight-point favorites. The over-under is 46.5. Take the Colts. And the under, I think the defense gets back on track against Joe Burrow. They run the ball. They're going to control the clock. I like the under. I like the Colts. Minus eight. But I'm not real confident about the minus eight. I would rather have it be minus six. But I'm taking the Colts. I'm taking the under. Lions at the Jaguars. You like Who you like in this? The Jaguars, three and a half point dogs. The over under 54 and a half. I got the Jags in the over. I'll take the Jags to upset the uh, the Lions. I, I think the Jags are just playing better football. And taking the over, I think, just makes sense. Both these teams like to score points, and I think they're going to score. All right, and then you've got the number one quarterback in the NFL taking on the number four quarterback in the NFL, Aaron Rodgers against Tom Brady, the Bucks two-point dogs. Uh, so the Packers, obviously, then, uh, two-point favorites. And the over-under is 54. I got the pack and the over. I like Aaron Rodgers winning this game. I think he's got something to prove. So I got Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, minus two, and then the over, 54. I think both these teams got to score a lot of points. The orb has spoken. There you go. There's the orb. You listen to the orb, you make money overall. We don't guarantee results. And, of course, the Orbs picks are for entertainment purposes only. We, uh, we expect that you will, if you do invest in, in uh, sports wagering, that you do so responsibly for the love of God. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we, on this very, very chilly Friday. You sure hope we get good news about the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Eddie Witt, happy birthday, Justin Roeder, the great Justin Roeder. Uh, doing a great job coaching kids. His dad coached Justin. Justin coaching others. It's the trickle-down theory of rotor wisdom. The great Sally Kardaki. 
celebrating a, a birthday. Happy birthday to Sal. We miss Sally. All right, Chris Gardaki hasn't punted in Indianapolis for the Colts in years and years and years. We still miss Sally. Miss Sally Morton, we miss Chris, to tell you the truth. Anthony Tuzo, the great Anthony celebrating her birthday. Paul Adams, Jay Atherton, Mitch Rube, and the great Liz Coney, one of the hap, hap, happiest people in the entire world celebrating the birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Today, Inside Indiana Sports Now, we're going to talk about the Colts. We'll have an update on uh, the disposition of Sunday's game, which was supposed to be played in front of 12,500 people at Lucas Oil Stadium. We'll see what we find out about that Colts-Bengals game that's supposed to come up this weekend.